welcome to Mars Messina Presents. I am Mars and today is Saturday, November 18th, 2023. So what are you cooking for Thanksgiving? Are you a holiday feast pro? Or are you cooking a big dinner for the first time? Or are you tired of the same old thing and want to learn new recipes? Well, for episode 132, we cater to your indecisive ways and or your curious and experimental sides and or your foodie culinary persuasions by sharing some favorite Thanksgiving Day recipes that were shared with Mars Messina Presents by fans of the holiday and of Mars Messina Presents. So, grab yourself a festive beverage of your choice. Grab your recipe book, um, a pen, a pencil, some paper, and um, you might hear something that we say today that strikes your fancy and you might want to try it. Um, if you're not able to jot everything down, don't worry. Email us at thisismarsmessina at gmail.com and you can request any of the recipes which we've shared and you are interested in uh, recreating in your own kitchen. Um, so um, you might want to start a shopping list if you hear any of these items that um, that sound good to you. Okay, um, so I just gathered a bunch of odds and ends, bits and pieces um, of different friends Thanksgiving uh, recipes that they swear by. They absolutely swear by them. Um, as we know, the star of most Thanksgiving dinners is the turkey. Now, I don't eat turkey, but I asked a lot of questions because I'm very interested in processes. So probably the most info I got was on the actual turkey. But if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, don't give up on this episode because I'm going to hook you up too. Okay, so we're going to talk about turkey, we're going to talk about dressing, um, and of course the sides and or vegetarian vegan recipes that you can have in lieu of a Thanksgiving uh, turkey. Okay, so again, like I said, I am a non-turkey diner myself, so... Um, I had to learn something. I had to learn something here. I've never cooked a turkey. But I feel confident that with what the information I have been given, um, that I could very successfully do it. So before I get on with turkey recipes, let's cover safety first. If you are getting a frozen turkey, which I think most people do, you will need to thaw it out completely so that it can cook thoroughly and evenly. If you have a big turkey, which is like 20 to 24 pounds, you needed to, to move that turkey into your refrigerator yesterday. 
Is it still in the freezer? Go right now and pull, pull it out and put it in the fridge right now. If your turkey weighs about 16 to 19 pounds, you can put it in the fridge today. So the thawing that I am talking about occurs in the refrigerator. A uh, 12 to 18 pound turkey can go into the fridge tomorrow, meaning Sunday, because I don't know when you're listening to this. But uh, again, your 20 to 24 pound turkey should have been in the fridge the Friday before Thanksgiving, okay? Your 16 to 19 pounder would be in the fridge on Saturday before Thanksgiving. The 12 to 18 pound, pounder would go in Sunday. And a four to 11 pound turkey can go into the fridge to thaw on Monday, the Monday before Thanksgiving. Could you thaw a turkey? just out on the kitchen counter well yeah you can and people probably always have but i strongly strongly discourage this method because you invite bacterial growth at a certain temperature don't do it don't risk it could you thaw it in cold water? Yes, you can thaw a turkey in cold water. So if you have the four to 12 pounder, you can cold water thaw it for two to six hours. A 12 to 16 pound turkey would go um, in cold water thaw for six to eight hours. A 17 to 19 pounder would go for eight to 10 hours. And a 20 to 24 pound turkey for 10 to 12 hours. I am not a turkey connoisseur. This is our friends' recommendations, people who have been doing this for years. But if you question and you don't trust these methods and these parameters, call the Butterball Turkey Hotline. They will see you through your holiday. Now, it is imperative that poultry is not undercooked. Do not rely on the therm thermometer inside of the turkey. Invest in a good meat thermometer, especially when you're dealing with poultry, because you can get hella sick if you eat undercooked poultry. Make sure your cooked turkey is 165 degrees in the breast. So make sure you're not touching the breastbone with the thermometer. You're going into the meatier part of the breast, okay? Poking that uh, thermometer in and it should read about 165 degrees Fahrenheit. For the thigh, again, don't touch the bone. Get into the meatier part of the thigh that should rate 175 degrees Fahrenheit. Why? Because when you're in dark meat areas like the thighs and the legs, those are the muscles that the turkey used to get around. Those were the work muscles and that's the dark meat and it needs to be hotter because they're the most likely parts to be contaminated with food poisoning. Capiche? Okay, 
for a whole turkey that is stuffed. The center of the stuffing must reach 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Or if you're going a boneless turkey breast, because there's not a lot of people around or people don't like dark meat, your boneless turkey breast, which is white meat, go into the thickest portion of the breast and that should read 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, for some of the following recipes, um, they seem to me, now this is to me, and I don't know what I'm doing, they seem to me undercooked, but the authors of said recipes swear by them, and they do them this way for every holiday. I'm going to let you be the judge. I'm just keeping you abreast. Get it? Abreast? Turkey breast? Um, I'm keeping you informed of food safety parameters. But I swear these are the recipes that I've been given. So here's the first suggestion. And this is one, this one is for folks who might want to try smoking a turkey. All right. So uh, I, I'm pausing here because I see some weirdness on my um on my recorder okay i don't see it anymore anyway okay so here's the directions for smoking a whole turkey with an apple brine now maybe you don't want to smoke the turkey but you might want to listen in on the apple brine if you want to try an apple brine for whatever kind of turkey you're cooking but here's the directions for smoking a whole turkey with an apple brine. So the recipe I am giving you is for a 12 to 14 pound turkey. So you'll have to adjust per whatever weight your turkey is. This one calls for not using a self-basting turkey. And a self-basting turkey is a turkey that's been injected with a solution of salt and other flavorings. So read the fine print on the label of your turkey. You do not, for this recipe, you do not want a turkey that says contains up to X percent of a solution to enhance juiciness and tenderness. If that kind of turkey strikes your fancy, don't, don't use this recipe. Now thaw according to package directions or to the directions I gave to you like a moment ago. Uh, remove and discard any leg restraints. Then remove the giblets from the neck cavity and the neck from the body cavity. Trim away large areas of, of uh, fat or excess skin around the body cavity. At this point, your turkey is ready for brining. And this brining calls for 24 hours. And um, like I said, I'll get to that brine in a second. So you're gonna brine it for 24 hours and then you're going to air dry overnight in the refrigerator. And once that's done, you're gonna smoke your turkey at 325 to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, again, this is for smoked turkey. 
and you're gonna smoke it until temperature is, like I said, 100, 165 degrees in the breast. This guy actually says 160 degrees. Maybe that works. But I've read and I have heard several times that 165 is the safe temperature. But you do you. Okay, 170 to 175 in the thigh. And this reportedly only takes approximately two and a half to three hours to cook. Now, I am used to turkeys cooking all day long, like my mom used to do. But apparently smoking a turkey is two and a half to three hours. I don't know what kind of smoker this guy has. I fail to ask. So just make sure you keep cooking your turkey until you have a safe temperature. Once it's done cooking, once it's 160-ish, 65 degrees in the breast, 170-ish, 175 degrees in the thigh, let your turkey rest for 20 minutes before carving. Let the juices seep in. And that last 24, or I'm sorry, 20 minutes, your, your turkey is probably still cooking. Maybe that's why he pulls it out at 160. Anyway, um, if you don't want it to rest for 20 minutes, the alternative to that would be wrapping it tightly in several layers of foil. Placing breast side down in an empty cooler and holding for 90 to 120 minutes before carving. That would be the fast lane. And then you collect the pan drippings so you can make gravy. If you've missed any of that, of any of that, don't, don't fret. Just email me and I will give you the directions. Now here's the apple brine instructions. First, you need to find a non-reactive container large enough to hold a turkey. And you have to make sure that the container will fit into your refrigerator. That's the first two things you have to do. Now, here it is. Here's the apple brine uh, recipe for your turkey. Two quarts of apple juice. One pound of brown sugar. It could be light or dark. That's up to you. 3 quarters cup to 1 cup of kosher salt. 3 cup, uh, I'm sorry, 3 quarts. 3 quarts of cold water. 3 quartered oranges. 4 ounces of fresh ginger, which is unpeeled and thinly sliced. 15 whole cloves. 6 large garlic cloves, which are peeled and crushed. And what you're gonna do is you're going to combine apple juice, the brown sugar, and salt into a large saucepan. Heat on the stovetop just enough so that the sugar and the salt melt into the apple juice. Remove from heat and let the mixture come to room temperature. To speed cooling, place the saucepan in a sink filled with ice water. In that large non-reactive container, 
Combine the cooled apple juice mixture with the remaining ingredients. When adding the oranges, squeeze each piece to release the juice into the container, then drop the peel in. Put the turkey in the brine breast side down. Then place a heavy plate or bowl on top of it to keep the bird submerged if it's necessary, but you want the entire turkey submerged in the brine. And this is how it's gonna sit for 24 hours. If you wish, you can stir the solution two to three times during that 24 hour process. Since brining does not preserve meat, the turkey and the brine solution must be kept below 40 degrees Fahrenheit throughout the entire brining process. So again, I've seen this done in the refrigerator. Uh, I've seen this done on back porches. Okay. Once that 24 hour brining is done, then air dry the turkey in the refrigerator. After brining, Pat the turkey dry inside and out with paper towels. And then you place on a rack over a rimmed baking sheet pan and allow to air dry overnight, eight to 12 hours in the refrigerator. This helps keep, or I'm sorry, it helps promote crispy skin during the cooking process. And since we're smoking this turkey, fire up the cooker using one full chimney starter of heart char hot charcoal briquettes in the charcoal bowl, followed by another full chimney of unlit briquettes, allowing all coals to become fully lit before cooking. Remove the turkey from the refrigerator at the same time you are firing up your cooker. Let it sit at room temperature until you are ready to go to the cooker. Cover the inside and outside of the water pan with wide, heavy-duty aluminum foil. Place the pan inside the cooker, but leave it empty. And if you want to present it in a very... Um, uh, La Bella Figura way. Tie the ends of the drumsticks together using kitchen twine so that they don't splay out into a funny shape during cooking. There is no need for any elaborate trussing. Okay, also you can fold the wingtips underneath the turkey and apply a very thin coat of vegetable oil or melted unsalted butter to the turkey skin. Okay, this recipe does not call for barbecue seasoning or any kind of rub. All right, when all of the coals are covered with gray ash, place two to three medium chunks, medium sized chunks of dry cherry wood or other mild smoke wood on the coals. My friend uses one chunk of cherry and one chunk of apple wood. Assemble the cooker and place the turkey breasts, I'm sorry, place the turkey 
with its breast side up on the top grate. Set the three bottom vents to 50% opened. Open the top vent fully and leave it that way throughout the entire cook. Adjust the bottom vents as necessary throughout the cooking process to maintain a temperature of 325 to 350 degrees Fahrenheit, which is measured at the lid. Cook the turkey until it measures, again, 165 at the breast or 160, 170 to 175 at the thigh, and use an instant read good meat thermometer. Again, cooking time is approximately two and a half to three hours. You don't need to baste or rotate the, the turkey during this process, okay? Now, my friend did inform me that um, sometimes he was unable to keep the cooker like at an even 20, 3, 325, 350 degree, but, um, but he was able to adjust it and it came out fine every single time he's done this. And then, rest the turkey okay let it rest for 20 minutes um he says don't cover it with foil because he thinks that foil will make your skin go soft but you can um through that uh if you wanted to do it um the aluminum foil way with the um, um an empty cooler you could do it that way and then he likes to um as far as carving the turkey, he'll remove the breast first as a single piece, and he, then he cut, cuts into slices across the grain using an electric carving knife. Okay, so that was kind of a longer, I wouldn't even say elaborate, I think that's doable, but that's a, a suggestion for a, a smoking method. Okay, um, here's a really a good um, and quick uh, recipe for a roasting method. This is what another friend of mine does. What he does is he cooks his bird with a larding technique, but instead of lard, you can use more readily available salt pork. So what you do is you prick the skin of the turkey all over. You take the salt pork and cut it into quarter thick quarter inch thick uh, slices and cover the breast and the legs with the salt pork. Cover these parts with cheesecloth soaked in water and cover that in heavy duty aluminum foil. Cook at 350 degrees until the meat is 140 degrees. Then remove the foil, remove the cheesecloth and remove the salt pork. Now kick up the temperature to 425 degrees Fahrenheit and cook until the meat is done. Again, 165. Some people like to go to 175. And this guy, he swears by this. He cooks his turkey this way every year and it's utterly delicious. Now, maybe you do not want to cook an entire cookie for... or. <laughs> cook an entire turkey for reasons aforementioned. Maybe y'all don't like dark meat or maybe there's just a few of you and you're going to go um, with a turkey breast. 
a boneless, skinless turkey breast. Okay, so um, you could do that. You can butterfly it. You can flip it so it's upside down. And on the inside, throw in some cheese. My friend is partial to Fontina and Parmesan for this method. Throw in some sage, garlic, and salt and pepper. He doesn't measure it. He just goes by taste, like pinches of things. Roll the turkey breast, but don't tie it yet. Now what you're going to do is you're going to take some pancetta or some prosciutto or bacon. But my friend adds this for crying out loud. If you do the prosciutto route, use domestic stuff. Do not waste the good stuff on something that's going to be cooked. Go cheap. Then wrap it around the breast completely. Now you tie the breast. Throw it in the, a pan to crisp up. You're going to crisp up the pork. Okay. Then throw the wrapped breast into the oven about 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Set your probe thermometer for 10 degrees less than what it says poultry should be cooked to. That's what he said. I'm not so sure, but that's what he says. Um, then he says when the probe thermometer beeps, pull the turkey breast out of the oven, tent, and serve. So I think it's the tenting that will, um, that will cook it more so that it get, it does get up to 360, 165. Okay. So that's for turkey breast. Okay. Um, we've talked turkey a lot, so I'm going to try to go on to, um, some other things. Um, but I, I have like a recipe for garbage canned turkey. If you want to try that, if you want to actually buy a brand new metal trash can and try this, I have the recipe. You let me know. Email me at thisismarsmessina at gmail.com. Okay. So, let me... I, I There's like an array of um, recipes in front of me. So... Ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. For all of you vegetarians and vegans, or if you just don't like turkey, here is one of many alternatives to turkey. Roasted acorn squash stuffed with wild rice or with risotto. So what my friends did who, who did this, they roasted the squash in the oven with light honey butter before filling it. Um, lack of turkey or tradition aside, they said it was delicious and it was still festive and it didn't feel out of place at all. So if you have a gathering where there's meat eaters and there's um, vegetarians or vegans, put a little separate table up, do this and they will be very happy. And it sounds really good to me. I think I'm going to try this one of these days. Um, before making this recipe, though, be, do make sure, because you're getting wild rice, run the rice under cold water to rinse it off. Now, to make the rice, heat some oil in a stock pot and add onion, garlic, and dry seasonings. Cook for two minutes. Then pour in a can of drained and rinsed chickpeas. 
throw in your wild rice and throw in some broth like chicken broth or vegetable broth whatever you want okay if you are vegan if you are vegetarian you, of course you're going to want a veg a veg uh, vegetable broth some people though they like it all then you might use a chicken broth bring it to a boil cover it lower the heat and simmer for one hour now to prepare the squash you're going to trim the top and the bottom of the squash so this will allow the halves to sit flat while roasting cut each squash in half crosswise and if you do this they're going to look like cute little flowers so the presentation is really lovely and you know you could do this as, as a side you're making your turkey and you want a side this is a really nice side it's going to make everybody happy scoop out the seeds and place the squash on parchment lined baking sheet and then you can roast it with the um, rice mixture okay moving on to a stuffing recipe so for this suggestion and i i got a couple stuffing suggestions um you want to cook the dressing and um so it's dressing because it's not stuffed into the turkey so this is a dressing that is cooked separately you're going to get a 9 by 13 inch pan okay um, so you're not putting it inside the turkey make sure that there is enough to go around okay because apparently people love this recipe now in this case my friends made their own whole grain bread for years with a bread machine and for a couple of months before the holiday they would save the last two slices to dry and use for the Thanksgiving dressing. And once they are dry, they were stored in gallon Ziploc bags or get any kind of dry bread, dry it out. So to make this dressing, you're gonna cube four to six cups worth of the dried bread, add one to two cups of dried onion, one cup of dried celery, a half cup of dried parsley, I'm sorry, chopped parsley, two large eggs, one stick of unsalted butter, which is melted before you add it, one to two teaspoons of rubbed dried sage, sage, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of pepper, and several cups of turkey stock or whatever stock you want. So my friends usually mix everything but the bread cubes and then they toss in the bread cubes and get the wet ingredients well mixed in with the bread cubes. They add enough stock so that the bread can soak up enough and not be dry. Then they pour this mixture into that nine by 13 uh, pan that's um, uh, that's been sprayed with Pam or some other um, non-stick coating. They cover the dish with foil or a lid 
and they bake on the lower rack in the oven for one and a half to two hours, give or take. And then they take off the foil for the last hour. And you can also make this the day before, okay? Um, we might come back to stuffing. Let me see what else we've got here. Oh, here's one. Um, here's another side dish that people might really like. Um, this is a chipotle smashed sweet potato. So sweet potatoes are often featured in the Thanksgiving meal, but you might be tired of the same old lump of sweet potato sitting on the plate next to you and they're never finished. It's always the, like half of it remains on your plate to be thrown into the garbage. So here's another way of introducing the sweet potato to the dinner, but dressing it up a little bit so it's sexier. Okay, so your prep time on this is 10 minutes and your cook time is 30 minutes. And this recipe will yield four servings. So adjust again to your company. So for four servings, you would have two large sweet potatoes that have been peeled and cubed two tablespoons of unsalted butter, one whole canned chipotle pepper and adobo sauce chopped, one teaspoon adobo sauce from the can of peppers, a half a teaspoon of salt. What you're gonna do is you're gonna put the cubed potatoes into a steamer basket and place the steamer into a large pot of simmering water that is no closer than two inches from the bottom of the basket. Allow to steam for 20 minutes or until the potatoes are fork tender. Add butter to the potatoes and mash with potato masher. Add some peppers, sauce, and salt and continue mashing to combine all of the elements. Serve it immediately. Okay, so that takes care of Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, do you want some dessert? Or do you, oh, okay. Before I get on to dessert, we have to think forward. There's going to be um, leftovers, yes. If you're sick of the same old leftovers, I also have recipes for a turkey hash and a turkey ramen bowl. If those sound good to you, email me at thisismarsmessina at gmail.com and I will give you those recipes for turkey hash and a turkey ramen bowl. Um, but I'm watching the time here. Do you want a nice festive beverage? Have you heard of ghoul wine or ghoul vine? I'm gonna give you both the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic versions. Okay, here's our ingredients. Four quarts of dry red wine. So that's a Zinfandel, a Merlot, a Burgundy, something like this. At the end of this, I will give you um, the alternatives to the wine. One pint of brandy. Again, I'll give you an alternative at the end of this recipe. One cup of sugar. Six cinnamon sticks. Twelve whole cloves, 
an eighth of a teaspoon of allspice, an eighth of a teaspoon of mace, two oranges that, that are sliced, and a sliced lemon. What you're gonna do is you're going to pour the wine or the wine alternative into a large pot and begin heating over low, low heat. As it begins to warm, add sugar and spices. Stir until the sugar is dissolved and then add your brandy or your brandy alternative. Heat thoroughly, but do not allow to boil. Then add your lemon and your orange and steep for about one hour over low heat. You may add more sugar during this steeping time if you desire, stirring it well so it dissolves. You will serve it hot and garnish it with orange slices. You can also garnish it with a stick of cinnamon. Now, if you don't want to use wine, you're going to substitute the red wine for red wine vinegar and either pomegranate or cranberry juice. And the substitution for the brandy will be a white grape juice or an apple juice. It sounds great, doesn't it? So that is your beverage, your holiday beverage. And uh, I have recipes for chocolate pecan pie with bourbon. You can email me for that. I have a uh, recipe for sweet potato honey beer pie. Again, email me. I can I can hook you up. Okay, and um, that does it for time on this lovely Saturday. You have a lot of preparing to do if you are hosting the Thanksgiving meal, or you could ask your um, host what you would, what can I bring? And you can use one of these recipes and just wow them um, with your culinary expertise. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we here at Mars Messina Presents wish you and yours a very happy and meaningful Thanksgiving. Um, and we ask for all of um, heaven's blessings to be poured on your head. And uh, until next week, arrivederci.